Hi. Yeah. Hey, girl. <laughs> Hi. Uh, welcome to another episode of Getting Literate. I'm Katie. I'm Julia. And we're here to drink. So let's let's get into it. Hell yeah. What are we drinking tonight, Katie? What are we drinking? I think the better question is what are we reading? Um, because <laughs> Seven Deaths <laughs> of Evelyn Hardcastle. Or Seven and a Half, depending on where you live. Mine was Seven. I know, library, so but I in know. North America, it's technically called Seven and a Half Deaths because... But I'm in North America. I think, sorry, America, America. Oh, gross. American brains can handle seven deaths and seven wives of different Evelyns. Seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo. I different wives, but I'm yeah, a husband. Yeah, well, you know what? <laughs> More interesting if it was wives. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, seven, possibly seven and a half. Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle, which having read that, that title makes no sense. But okay, whatever. And we're drinking Dark and Stormies. Well, okay, this is confession time. You're drinking a Dark and Stormy. <gasps> I'm drinking a rum and Diet Coke because I got overwhelmed in Costco and didn't buy anything for... That's very fair. That's very fair. Dark and Stormy. Yeah. I dipped into Blah Blahs and I said, here's my ginger beer. And then I left. So that's oh, very fair. Respect. That's still yummy, though. Mm-hmm, it is. It, it's got the same vibes because it's rum and ginger beer that I'm having. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dark and stormy or dark and stormy adjacent, um, because the novel takes place over a mindfuck of a time, but it is all dark and stormy throughout it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like pathetic so, fallacy, too, you know, like it's a dark and stormy oh, time, <laughs> a dark and story, stormy, like, atmosphere, weather. Mm-hmm. Mood, vibes, all of it. All of it. All of it. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, Seven and a Half Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle. What the fuck is it about? Let's talk about it. It's like, and this is billed on the very front of it, it's like Agatha Christie meets Groundhog Day, which is very fun um, because there's a murder and it's a mystery. And the detectives, not detectives, dudes who are trying to, trying to figure it out um, are stuck in kind of a time loop sort of situation, trying to figure out what happened to poor Evelyn after one unfortunately killer party. <laughs> but not only is this book not like other murder mysteries the detective himself who we eventually learn is aiden bishop is just not like other detectives because he's not a detective he's not a detective at all except for sometimes but (laughs) sometimes he is sometimes he is he's just a dude he's stripped of his whole memories and everything he's like this pawn in a game that he actually doesn't understand so we get to learn the rules along with him he knows he has to solve this mystery, but every time the loop repeats, he wakes up in a body of a different guest at the party. So it's super twisty. Uh, it's a thriller, and it's just so unexpectedly creative. You can't put it down. It leaves you guessing until the very last page. Until the very last page, I would say. I would agree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I loved it. Uh, very fun. Very accurate. Very accurate. So, yeah. What a great book. Um, I, it was my person, or not, it was my book to nominate. I was the one who nominated it. I read it two years ago and I read it in like a day. Like I could not put it down. It was, I was obsessed. Yeah. That's how I felt reading it. I was like, I need to get to the end of this because I need to figure this out. Yeah. I loved it. I had no idea what it was about going into it. Zero clue. That's so good. That is so good. Yeah. That's the best way to do it. And you learn with Aiden. It was very fun to do that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But how did you feel about it, Julia? Let's, I mean, let's find out how we both felt about it. Okay, can we start review. with me? Yeah. Okay. Um. So. Okay. I'll wait. Put up what? Yeah. Yeah. Am so I... we'll explain it. Yeah. Well, no, not even okay. the rules. I was just wondering, am I putting up what I think you're get, like what I think, what my yeah. guess is? Yeah. Okay. So you're, yeah. You're, okay. You're, yeah. You are guessing what I rated it, and I'm telling you. And then we'll do you next. That makes sense. Okay. We're doing it a bit different this time. Yeah. Anyway, and the difference between what my rating of this book actually was and what Katie guessed it, we drink that difference. So Yeah. You do too. Yeah. yeah. Okay, you ready? Cool. Yeah, I am. Okay. Um three, two, one, rating. It's a four point five for me. Yeah, I guessed a four. I oh a girl, four. it would have been a five, except I'm not sure of the ending. I loved it though. Bold. I read it three times. Oh, wow. Okay, that's a lot to read a murder mystery. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Very fun. Very fun. Mm-hmm. I love that for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. 
Yeah. So my my feelings about this book. Well, I uh, don't know your rating yet, Katie. I know. That's what we're getting into. I don't, uh, getting but into. I just want to blind guess. Okay. Go for it. Okay. Do it. Okay. Wild. No, it's a 3.5. So okay, Julia no, gets to I four. guess four. Yeah. It was I almost a four. I should have said that. Oh, well. It was almost a four. Honestly, it was almost a five. I was a star off for you, right? No, half a star. We were each half a star off. So. Yeah, we were each half a star off. Mm-hmm. So it's a half a star. Um, yeah. Before we get into your thoughts, I thought we'd try out a new little fun, more of a drinking game game, because I realized that a lot of it, we're like, yeah, we play drinking games, and really we don't. We just say cheers to that, and then we drink. Personally, I'm fine with it, but I was like, let's make it more game. Um, but, um, yeah, so that's fun. Very fun. But yeah, so this game, um, I have found two reviews from the internet, one of which is for the book, one of which is not. Julia's going to guess which one is which, and then whoever, if she gets it right, she, like, I drink, and then if she gets it wrong, she drinks. So, okay, okay so here's review number one. This is going to be tough. I, you know what, this is going to be really okay. difficult for you, actually, I think. <laughs> or maybe not. But yeah, so the first one, I, I was about to tell you what it is. I'm not going to do that. That's not, that's the game. What the fuck? Okay. <laughs> so here it is. The logic is completely off, but who cares when the content is just so entertaining and poignant? The main character's struggle to find himself is wonderfully structured, and the ending is simply awesome, making sure a true resolution is reached, and not just another twist for twist's sake. So that's review number one. Um, and then review number two. But, as an intellectual thriller, it can't be faulted, and in the end, it's a story that triumphs with a series of last-minute revelations as dazzling as the finale of a fireworks show. I'm not entirely sure it makes sense when all is said and done, but who cares? Okay. So this is the two. Yeah. I think the second one is the review for this book. Very good. Very good. Very good. I guess I drink now. Um, yeah, you do. <laughs> okay. okay, I thought it was going to be Yeah, here's why. Um, because... Uh, there are a lot of reveals at the end that are like fireworks going off. Do they make sense? No. Does the ending make sense? I have a lot of thoughts about it. Mm-hmm. I will rant about it very soon, I promise. Oh, good. <laughs> good. Okay. Yeah. I was like, yeah. this might be tricky depending on how you view the ending of this book because there were so many reviews that were like, the ending was brilliant. The ending was 100% wonderful. I loved it so much. Not a single thing I would have changed. Incredible. Impeccable. What? And I'm like, not a single thing? Not one? Because I have several no regrets i have many (laughs) but uh i mean speaking of what did you like katie what did i like that's top three i'm not gonna lie as much as i liked this book as much as i gave it three and a half stars Uh which honestly like that's not that high but it's not that low either i have a really hard time coming up with trying like trying to come up with my top three um but here they are Mm -hmm. so the third one is the plague doctor's cane is very briefly described as like radiating heat and it's like almost like a like a shimmering kind of looking object like he's like it's a weapon and it is so like it almost feels like a cannon or something and i wanted to get into that so much more i think that that's such an interesting thing that was occurring there and i thought it was a really interesting description um that was number three Number two was Millicent Derby. Oh, I loved her. loved her. Oh my god, I love her Queen so much. Queen shit. Queen shit. One hundred percent, my fave character in the entire thing. Absolutely. Oh, also, Grace was cute too. Yeah, she was cute. I liked her, but I really mm-hmm. liked Millicent. Yeah. Um, and then my number one, my top, top moment is this one quote. This one line just stuck out to me so much. Um, I, like I sat there thinking about it for days, and. <laughs> It's, it's like I've been asked to dig a hole with a shovel made of sparrows. That hits. That hits. I really love that. I don't know why. That line in particular. Lovely. Yeah. Lovely. He, his writing is so good. It really um, is. Yeah. He is so, like, the king of describing things. Like, oh, uh, yeah. Number three for me was, like, just the language he uses and the way he describes it. Like, mm-hmm. his writing style is mm-hmm. so good. I have a quote. Um, the future isn't a warning, my friend. It's a promise and it won't be broken by us. That's hot. It was so well written, which was like a breath of fresh air after reading Twilight last week. <laughs> Ugh, yeah. It was so lovely. It yes. was so lovely. But yeah, good number three. Please continue. 
Yeah. Um, the twist at the end is my number two. Okay. Um, and I'm just going to say right now, spoiler alert, um, this is a really good book. It's one of my favorites. I read it three times and it's, I give it five stars on my Goodreads and very few books on my Goodreads have five stars. Please read it Mm. before you get it spoiled because you will not regret it. Like, it is such a good book. I recommend it to everyone. It's so good. Anyway, warning, spoiler alert. Okay, the twist at the end. That is not really Evelyn. Oh, yeah. That she just hires her maid and no one recognizes her except Millicent. I think that's iconic. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely it was. Yeah. Oh, and also Evelyn being a fucking psycho. Oh. Like Evelyn not being Evelyn and then also being a psychopath. Like that was fun for me. It was very fun. It was a very fun little surprise. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. That was only your number two. Interesting. That was only my number two because my number one is the entire concept. Like I love this book, but like the time loop and the multiple hosts. Yes. Which is so interesting. It was so cool. It was it's a breath of fresh air. Yeah. In terms of books. Yeah. No, it was like so original and just so well executed. I loved it. Mm -hmm. I loved it. Yeah. But that being said, (laughs) I do have I do have a list of topic words and they weren't hard to think of. Um, okay, girl, me. Like, you can love something and criticize it, and I do that constantly. That's why we're here. That's why we have a podcast, is because I want to talk shit about the books I really like to read. (laughs) Which is fine. Okay, so begin. Yeah, my worst, my worst three. Uh, I guess so. Ew. Yeah. Um, (laughs) ew. (laughs) Speaking of ew, when he woke up as Ravencourt, I hated it. I hated every second of it. I hated him in that fat man's body. Why did you did have to you describe read, anything like it? Did you read the Goodreads reviews for this book? So all the no. one-star ones are like, oh my god, I hate how he described Raven Court's body. It's fat shaming. It's fat phobic. This is disgusting. Oh, it totally oh was. God. It totally was. That wasn't what? really my issue with it. As bad as that sounds. Um, <laughs> like it was 100% <laughs> completely fat phobic. Uh, but my issue oh, is worse. So this is worse and I hate it um so oops but yeah because okay yeah so my number my number two was just the fact that he had such disdain aiden had such disdain for everyone like complete disdain even when he was sebastian bell and he didn't remember anything he was like i hate all these people shut up you don't even know who you are bitch like honestly and yet you're still like oh i'm better than all of you what yeah. And like not even like the people involved in the murder. Oh no. It was like the guests, the random ass guests. He was like, Yeah, they're drunk and they're boring and they're whores. I'm like, Whoa, calm down, man. So that was fun. Mm-hmm. Um and so that that came through very, very sharply when he was in Ravencourt's body as well. And I think that that was something that I was like, mm, I'm not a huge fan of this. Yeah, so that was my number two. And then my number one was the ending. <gasps> Drink, I bitch. Hate, I like I hate I hated the ending. I hated it so Drink much. Bitch. That's my number one. I feel like it's the same thing and the same place in our worst three. I hate the ending. It's number top worst thing for both of us. I'm taking a big old thing. You just said the ending was your top best thing. Oh, was it both? I said the entire concept was the best, but the ending is my oh, worst. Oh, what am I thinking? It is the first worst, like, also the same. <laughs> oh, fun. I love that. Okay. I can't listen, apparently. I can't speak. So. Welcome to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we're really good at having conversations i hope they don't catch on though that's so. a lie <laughs> it's fine yeah no i hated it i'm just it's a little sip. it's fine mm. it's fine um, i hated the ending yeah no i hated hated the ending i hated it so much tell me more about why you hated it i have a whole that's what my whole mo- my rant mm. is then don't move on with your list <laughs> yeah uh so number two on the list the annabelle reveal i think solidifying mm. her backstory was underwhelming as fuck. Yeah. I honestly thought she yeah. was a bit sexier for being a terrorist leader. Like, a woman Insane. leader of a terrorist organization. I was like, oh, girl, go off. Like, that's... I literally, I was like, girl boss. <laughs> Gaslight gatekeep girl boss. Like, you go. She did it. She, she did, did all three. All. Um, she did all three. God, no, she actually did. Holy fuck. Literally, oh, literally. I your essay title. Oh, my God, um, she literally did. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, so but was, you're right. Because oh, it was literally the gatehouse. Mm. Yeah. The whole thing, right, is that 
Annabelle was so awful, Aiden decided to go to hell and submit himself to this torture just to fuck yeah. her over, which is yeah funny as hell. Um, only a man could. And um, only a man. God, it was just like I was like, oh my god, like he's going at this length. Like she must be awful. Like Hitler, female version, and. They, he just should have left it to our imaginations. He didn't need yep. to outline it. He didn't need to leave it out. Because, like, he, okay, mm-hmm. this is his debut novel. So I feel like he just needed someone to tell him that less is more and that he didn't need to outline it. She was awful. Yeah. Okay, we got that. And I, I can imagine cool. how awful she was, like, give, say, saying that. She's like, oh, she was so bad, and this is how bad she was. I was like, mm, was she that bad, though? Or okay. is this a man telling me she was bad? Hmm. Uh-huh. Is it a man making it? Pro- I mean, she literally was leading a terrorist organization. But also, I'm going to, uh, we can get more into this in a second. But what was your, so what was your worst, number one worst? Okay, my third worst, because we started at my number one and we're going backwards, mm-hmm. is that it didn't mm-hmm. lean as hard into yeah. religion and the se- seven deadly sins Ooh. as it could have. There were some motifs that we could have had there. Shit. Girl, I know, I, and I'm pissed about it. I know. God damn it. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. No, because now I'm mad. Um, okay, <laughs> it's not fun at all. Uh, yeah. Do you want to do your monologue? I we're I changing mean, up the format this week. Chomping at the bit to do my monologue. Yeah. We're changing up the format. Julie's gonna do a monologue first because yeah, it gives me more to talk about. And you know, yeah, and then we like can talk. talk about it later. Anyway, yeah, exactly. So welcome to my monologue. Also known as like an audio essay because <laughs> my we love essays. Um, title is literally this. So. Death of an ending, an alternative to the death of the author. This is what this monologue is about. So good. Thank you. In this essay, I will argue that we cannot use the novel's ending to distill meaning from the work, which is seven and a half deaths. So, death of the endings. Just for cl- I girl, girl. Sorry, I went off. No, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> so, death of the ending. It's not. I don't like the ending, so I will simply ignore it. It kind of is, but it's not like this notion. It it isn't like. Mm, this didn't work for me because like what i'm trying to say is that it's based off this notion that i have that the author is an unreliable source of information for the world that they brought to life that they got so caught up in plot outlines and story arcs and technical aspects of a writer's craft that they fail to adjust their novel for the story that organically comes from the novel itself Alternatively, death of an ending can occur when an author doesn't adjust their writing's intent with the meant over time, but the message may not with all those edits, right? Um, and I think that's where death of an ending comes to, into play when it's like, okay, but this doesn't work anymore for the message you're now telling. Um, so death of an ending, in my opinion, comes from novels that were not allowed to change and adapt to the way that the story like changed over time. And basically... Um, it happens when the ending is very disparate from the main conflicts of the story, and it feels unfitting and unsatisfactory when compared to the bulk of the text. So again, it's not like, this character died and I'm sad because I loved him, so I'm going to pretend the ending doesn't exist. Um, it's, it's like, this just doesn't work. And I'm saying this because the ending of Seven and a Half Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle can go to hell like it can go straight to hell or better yet it can go to purgatory because that is so obviously where the novel is set so and ironically we can't actually employ like death of the author techniques when using death of the ending because i'd argue that the author's background greatly impacts their ability to give their novel the ending it deserves so seven deaths like stuart turton the author of seven deaths like it was his first book and moreover like stuart turton he grew up in england and the Church of England rejects the concept of purgatory, so I don't know his religious background, but I'm just going to guess that he's um, Protestant. And, um, you know, and that this, his religious background, like, influences him and his writing, and that Stuart Turton was just not able to give this, like, very obviously purgatorial story, the ending it deserved, because of his religious background. Anyway, um, purgatory, I've been talking about it a lot. I went to Catholic school for 14 years. You may not have. Um, it's the condition process or place of purification or, or also temporary punishment um, in which, according to medieval Christian and Catholic beliefs, many souls, so like the souls of those who die in a state of grace are made ready for heaven. Okay. This is how my grade 10 drama religion teacher explained oh, it to drama me. religion. It's strikes like a, again. It's, she always strikes. It was, what a class. 
Okay, so he literally said it was like the dishwasher for the soul, and he said that he, he okay, so yeah, purgatory dishwasher for the soul. When he was also like teaching this, he said that Hitler's soul was like a dish of lasagna. You know, no matter how many times he rinsed, no matter how many rinse cycles that bad boy goes through, it'll never be fully clean. I didn't have to throw it out. Tell me you fought him. <laughs> Tell me you fought him over using your like sacred dish in vain. Or, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Associating I know your sacred you dish. Um, I didn't fight him. Uh, cause I just said lasagna because I know that those pans are fucking hard to clean. Like I don't really know. He was a munch cake, so I don't know mm-hmm. what he said. But, um, you just casually drop it. Anyway. Fucking. All right. Cool. Let's move on. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that means non-Italian. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no i love this yeah um i'm so sorry yeah i don't know if you knew about this me but i have a little bit of italian blood <laughs> a little listen to this quotation from chapter one i'm a man in purgatory blind to the sins that chase me here like end of chapter one like it sets up this whole novel this whole sick ass setting because you literally don't know what's going on and i'm like okay yeah it's purgatory and this is pl- plausible like thank you thank you this is the only context i need right Oh, here's another quote that proves my thing. I was It's literally an essay outline that I have written in this Google Doc. It's like, here are quotes I would use to back up my points. But deep down, I know this isn't the afterlife. Hell would have fewer servants and better furnishing, and stripping a man of his sins seems a poor way to sit in judgment on him. No, I'm alive, though not in any state I recognize. This is something next to death, something more devious. Yeah, you silly Protestant king, it's called purgatory, and it's not technically the afterlife yet. Okay. <sighs> yeah. Like, fuck. Yeah. Like, Stuart! Um, Stuart! Stuart! There are so many references to the seven deadly sins, and like, purgatory is purification and punishment, so we can punish you for committing these sins, but like, also get yourself cleaned up, baby girl, so... Here's my theory. Theory. Here's my mm-hmm. theory. Each deadly sin is embodied by characters in the novel, and most of them are hosts who Aiden has to live with. So, mm-hmm. and he literally. This is a quote from the novel. It's one thing to be caged in these people, quite another to abandon oneself entirely to their desires. And they're just, and they are deadly sins. And it's literally like there's. <sighs> and that is why they are being punished. It is why they're being tortured, and you live the sins that you committed. For purification of your soul, like Sebastian Bell, the first uh, host, he's sloth, because that is cowardice. Like, cowardice is technically sloth. Ravencourt, he's fat. Like, that's gluttony, baby. Like, it's so obviously gluttony. Like, in your face, gluttony. Yeah. Um, Donald Davies, like, he could either be sloth, because he does sleep for an entire day. It could also be wrath, because his anger almost gets in killed. Like, I'm not super clear on Donald. But uh, Jonathan Derby, ooh, he's lust, girl. Like, he is a rapist. Yeah. Um, yeah. That dance guy is pride, because he's like this old man who refuses to wear glasses, even though he can't see. And he refuses to have a cane, even though he can't walk. Like, he's fucking pride. And the mm. whole time Aiden's in his body, he's like, oh, this bitch-ass old man is wheezing, and we're even just walking across the courtyard. Like, he needs a fucking cane, like god i hate him but he won't let me use a cane because he's too proud and i'm like okay just make it more obvious Stuart. Mm-hmm. um so ration the detective boy he is a poor man married to a rich wife so i would say he could be en- envy Ooh, like okay. i could see that happening um gregory gold the artist he could be greed but also like peter hardcastle who is described is like literally described as the embodiment of greed in this novel and i also i know i skipped the butler but he he was comatose for the whole time. I don't think there's a sin in him that we can yeah. like analyze. And like I said, like not all the hosts have to be a thing. Um, there are a lot of greedy people in this book, um, especially Daniel, who's like technically a host, but technically isn't, mm-hmm. you know, like we think he's a host for a long time and he seems uh, greedy. And then I think Aiden himself is wrath because he went to hell Ooh. for the express purpose of fucking up with this terrorist bitch, like just screwing her over. He he's like, make it worse. He died and chose violence. Like, he died for violence. Well, it's not really death. But anyway, quotation. I followed her through the gates of hell, talking about how he came to Blackheath to torture Anna. Like, how can he keep using this language and, like, gates of hell purgatory and then say, psych, it's a weird criminal justice system. Like, Stuart, what? What? Like, let's show restraint, baby boy. Like, less is more. Do not describe things. Like, let us imagine, because you're setting us... Like, let the mind wander, because you're giving this 
this playground, this world that we can like our minds can play in. And then you're saying, actually, no, this is exactly it. So it's just a weird, implausible criminal justice system with so many parallels to Dante's house that I personally resent Mr. Turton mm. for drawing all those parallels and then not tying them up in like a pretty little bow at the end. Like how easy would it have been for him to just say like, yeah, and they're in purgatory. Like it isn't right. It isn't satisfying to the reader. You set up purgatory the whole time. So either devote more time earlier in the novel to the shitty criminal justice system or just say, it's purgatory. Like, how is the criminal justice system not sanctioned by the UN for being a war crime, first of all? Because torture is a war crime. Like, this is torture. They're like, okay, yes, these people are evil. Oh, so we're going to put them in a simulation. They have to solve this murder mystery. Um, but there are people called the butler who will try to kill them every day. They fear for their lives every day, and they get murdered and brutalized at the end of the time loop almost every day. But they're terrorists, so it's okay, like... Yeah, what? What? Like, the only way for this criminal justice slash rehabilitation, which sounds a lot like purification of the soul, which sounds a lot like purgatory. Anyway, the only reason for this sort of thing is to work is if it is purgatory because god can commit as many war crimes as he wants because he has no one to answer to katie oh god. <laughs> like plus the religiousness like theology gives you so much leeway with like someone's consciousness entering someone else's body like i just don't know how they could do that in the in our world like irl like Purgatory is such an easy way out for Mr. Turton. Like, he did enough with this novel. He, he didn't have to take another unnecessary leap and bound. Because uh, it just ended up making him fall and break all his legs and yeah. piss me off. Um, and I, you know, as you do with essays, you, you have to argue, like, the other side. And then, like, you have to flip it and reverse it, but say, actually, that's wrong, and here's why. So this is me saying, like, you could argue that it is Turton's purgatory, and at the end they go to heaven. Right, and that's why everyone's so pissed that they are like allowed to leave. Um, but it really seems like they're going back to the real world. It really gives those vibes because for me, like heaven seems really closed off, like in all theology. Like it's just like a place where people go to chill. Uh, there's a gate, like <laughs> it's a gated community. You can't run away in a gated community, and they literally say like, "Oh, we're just gonna run away together." And I'm like, "Okay, so you're going to the real world? Fuck off." Okay, in summer, in conclusion, I blame Turton's lack of experience as a novelist and his presumed religious background for the giant missed opportunity that was this novel's ending, and for those reasons, I refuse to accept this ending as canon. It may be what he wrote, but it's not, it is not the most fitting ending for the world he breathed to life. All points. Please don't drop your mic. Um, but all points. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I made a little, as we have previously discussed but not really talked about, I made a little check mark every time you made a point. Uh, there's, I've got 11 check marks in front of me because I agree with you on almost everything. Fucking so. cheers, babe. Um, yeah, I'm just going to finish my drink. Yes. Fuck. And then we'll get into this. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad you liked it. I was really happy like typing it out. I was like, I've been wanting to write an essay on this for so long. And I think that's why. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. <laughs> no, you went off. I went off. I have a lot of feelings and thoughts. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ, the bottom of that is strong. All right. Let's get into this. Uh, I Woo! hated it. I fucking hated the ending. It lasted a whole one and a half stars for me. I'm so mad about it. I'm so mad. First of all, it was like five different twists. It was like five different yeah. twists. It was like, surprise, Ellen, Ellen. Evelyn is not actually being murdered. Surprise. Mm-hmm. Surprise, she is trying to fake her own suicide. Surprise, uh, it's not actually her. <laughs> Surprise, she was the one who killed her brother. Spoiler alert. Uh, surprise, she killed her mother. Surprise, this isn't real. It's a prison system, which... Don't even get me started. That. You know how I feel about those. Um, surprise, Annabelle's a terrorist and not actually very sweet. Surprise, Daniel is not a host. Surprise, I've, I've got fucking like nine. Surprise, Annabelle killed your sister, Aiden. Surprise, you came here because you wanted to kill her and you're a bad person too. Fucking ten twists, ten twists. Surprise! And like the, the last doctor is not act. The last half of the last act, like fuck. I'm gonna say probably like the last like thirty, thirty pages. Like it's it's, it's like whiplash. <laughs> like it's like I'm in a car accident or like I'm in a roller coaster and my head is just like, 
along for the ride. You know? Um, I was really looking forward to the ending. I was really looking forward to it. And then it was like, boom, 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 boom. And I was like, can you let me breathe? Can you let me breathe? <laughs> it's like There's... high stakes Uno and people keep putting the reverse. Yeah. Yeah. There's this concept that um, I can't remember his name. I want to say Miyazaki. I'm going to have to check. I'm going to have to double check that. Uh, but he is the guy who does a lot of Studio Ghibli films. Um, mm-hmm. And it, he has this concept. And it, a lot of people are like, oh, like Ghibli is so like cozy core or like it's such like a comfy movie and it's because he does this thing where he gives you space within the movie to contemplate on the events that have happened along with the main character so a lot of people are like there's a lot of like scenes of just like if you've seen um spirited away there's the scene on the train where she's just on the train and people are like what the fuck is the point of that and it's like it's supposed to let you sit with the plot Rather than just driving it at you, fucking one event after the other, and this is what exactly what the ending of this book did, and it killed me. It killed me. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. I hated it. I hated the ending. <laughs> I really think that there was like a million other ways to resolve it in a way that made sense. Oh my god! And yeah. didn't make me want to shoot myself. <sighs> like, because the other thing is, he fucking chooses to run away with her. With Annabelle. And he knows she's a terrorist who killed his sister. And he's like, I don't remember my sister anymore, so. Yeah, he's like, we're simply choosing not to remember our past lives. Uh-huh. Because we're in love. I'm like, shut well, up. She, she gaslit you the entire time. The entire time. She fully murders you at one point. Which, also, I thought it was lame that the footman was not actually part of the thing. Oh my and God, was hired right? by Daniel. I thought the Daniel twist was sexy as hell. Uh-huh. I thought the footman twist was lame, because... It's almost as if he was a devil inflicting torture. Almost as if, Or punishment in purgatory, right? And then it was like, no, he's just actually a freak. He's simply a sadist Mm -hmm. who is out of his goddamn mind and just wants to see people bleed. I'm like, usually I'm never like, give me the religious background, give me theology, give me that. It just would have fit so well. Yes. It's fucking called The Seven Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle. And you're not going to bring the seven deadly sins into it, and you've got all of this goddamn imagery? Choices. I am a man in purgatory. <laughs> like, yeah, maybe that's a really straightforward way to bring it out, but uh, fucking do it. I don't care. Sometimes a straightforward ending that makes more sense with the themes is more gratifying than a fucking twist that I didn't see yeah. coming. Also, King, you had eight twists. Like, you didn't need to make this weird no. criminal justice system a thing. No, and I hated it. I thought it was so dumb. I'm like, what do you learn? from any of that if it was at all related to like your own actions okay she gets just she killed a sister which first of all that wasn't her major crime her major crime was being a terrorist but whatever <laughs> uh you killed a sister so now you have to solve a sister's death over and over again lame <laughs> really lame mm-hmm. uh, whatever um also like i know it's like they don't get their memories wiped like Annabelle and Daniel as much as Aiden does. Mm-hmm. They only have one house, yeah. How are they learning? It's just straight up torture. It's straight up a war crime. And mm-hmm. they're like, hmm, okay. And they're literally like, we built this to be impossible. So don't even worry. She won't they're get not. out. It's fine. We're just going to torture her forever. Mm-hmm. Justice. <laughs> what? And then he does it anyways. I'm just like, I don't understand. I don't understand. I genuinely think I'm not going to get into my thoughts on like the death penalty and criminal justice systems as they stand right now because I have a lot of them. I have a lot of how ineffective they are and fucked up and shitty and I'm not going to get into it. Uh, This is just, it feels like an extension of that. I also really hate the fact that the plague doctor was made into like a cop basically because I liked him. He was so sexy. I it was so was fun really and cool. mysterious. Okay, but then he was an old man. He was an old, old man. And I didn't like it. No. I wanted him so to cool be. cool when he was a plague doctor. Under this theory, mm-hmm. heaven has angels. Hell has demons. Yes. What if purgatory has, mm-hmm. like, plague doctors? Oh, no. I love right? That. I love right. that. But no, it's just this cop. <laughs> no, because literally, like, a plague doctor is, like, and, like, I keep saying plague doctor. Like, a, you know. That imagery. Because he just, he seemed like a literal, like, utter, otherworldly oh, yeah. being. And they appear so creepy and so fucked up 
but just like the, the face the mask it's like really creepy like super like sinister vibes right but then they're like supposed to be doing good like they're doctors they're supposed to be doing good work like just it's that intersection that that's where purgatory lies and i'm mm-hmm. i'm mad i'm mad about it i'm mad about a lot of things one of which actually to talk about something other than the ending because the ending sucked balls uh uh okay so going into this i knew nothing about it zero (laughs) right like absolutely nothing i knew going i knew opening the cover it was going to be like a repeat time loop time because on the front cover it says agatha christie meets groundhog day i thought it was going to be about evelyn's Mm -hmm. evelyn solving her own murders i didn't realize it was a book written by a man I don't really read books written by men. I'm not going to lie. Like, I don't do a lot of that, mostly because it was really lame to never get a women's perspective in this one. Let him live in a woman's body for even a day. Like, why were there all male hosts? Because it's written by a man. And I I, I don't have anything anything against men. Men are great. Whatever. I don't. Yeah. It's the patriarchy and everything about that. Toxic masculinity, some more buzzwords, Katie. Come on, let's think of them. Uh, you really put me on the spot here because I've finished my fucking drink. I see the empty drink glass <laughs> in Katie's hand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Um, I can't think of any more words to do with men. Sorry, they don't live in my brain. <laughs> I don't read a lot of books written by men. I'm not a huge fan of male authors. There are some exceptions to that rule, obviously. But so picking up this book from the library, because that's what I do is I go to the library. Please visit your local libraries, everyone. Um, they're in danger. Uh, <laughs> so I pick this up and it's like written by Stuart. And I'm like, Stuart? Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. You know what? Okay. We'll see how this goes. I spent the first fucking chapter thinking it was going to be Evelyn. And then he was like, my name is, my name is Sebastian Bell and I'm a man. And I'm like, what? And then I was like, oh, no. Oh no, this is a, this is a written by man book. This is a man this is a man perspective book. Okay. And I really think that that changed I, that was a lot of what I didn't like about it was like the disdain for everybody like I'm so much better than them. I'm like, okay. Sure. Yeah. All right. You're a white dude. Of course you think you're above everybody else at this fucking place. Um, <laughs> if I fucking I'll drink to that. Yeah, I would love to drink to that. I'm out of drink. Uh trying to stay coherent so i'm not gonna have any more but i drank for mm-hmm. both of us i really appreciate that i really appreciate that i think that's what Got makes you this work. um yeah yeah <laughs> what are you gonna say uh oh death of the ending and death of the offer there how about we do that let's write okay. fanfic for this novel okay i have a few <laughs> thoughts about this my ending for this novel first of all okay Kill the author. Give me a couple of women's perspectives. I don't care who it's written by. Put him in them. Whatever. I don't give a fuck who Aiden is. I give give the perspective over to women for one host. You have eight. It wasn't a woman once. There was a bunch of women involved with this murder. A bunch of them. You know who would have been really spicy to have as the final host? Rather than some fucking like tortured artist dude? Nelson? Her mother. <gasps> oh, that would have been so fun, but she did and die you so start- early. She did that so early. You start, because Gregory is like the eighth host or whatever, but he's not the last one that you end up in. I think you end up in the butler. Or you could have ended up in the butler. You could have done it so you ended up in a different host than the one that you was the last one. No, I think the very last one is Jonathan. No. No, it's, it's Gregory. It's Gregory. It's Gregory. But like you could have cut one of them, you know, and ended up in Helena as the last one and like yeah. woken up and like, oh, oh my I God, see. now I get to find out what she did during the day get murdered and then you go back into somebody else who you had already left behind from her point of view instead of yes. seeing, like anecdotally you like live through mm-hmm. her day like <laughs> just vibing and then instead of hello Louise, with like a crazy like, ass mind hello, right because she's going crazy yeah and at that point mm-hmm. he's like trying to sit anyways i also think oh and like as the as the hosts like go on he has less control yeah. over their minds and their bodies and their actions and their thoughts yeah and so eighth house is Helena. She's losing his mind, and he's just kind of like along for the ride, like in the right? passenger seat of like he can't a control it. He's like, I'm just gonna find out what's happening. He gets murdered, and then he goes back into it because he does this a few times. This is another thing that I wasn't a huge fan of. Was like at first when it was like one day, one host. I was like, cool, we're vibing. 
when it started to get like back and forth, I fuck, I lost it. I lost it. I couldn't follow the threads anymore. I was like, this is too time shifty and I can't, I can't think about it. I can't think about it too hard or it makes my brain hurt. But yeah, I think it would have been really cool to have that. Um, I don't know. I just think that there could have been so many other ways to end this than like, it's jail for terrorists. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I really, really liked this book too, which is why it was so yeah. frustrating. Like I, I, I agree. I got a few texts from me. I fucking loved it. I like. I literally, I I didn't want to stop reading it, and then I got thirty pages from the end of it, and I was like, "Wow, fuck this, man! I don't care anymore." Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. The plague doctors were so cool, and I thought that they were gonna be like demons. Like I thought it wasn't gonna be a mask; it was gonna be like a person. Like that was just his face. Ooh, literally anything could have been better than what was written. Although. Mm-hmm. I, it felt lazy. It felt lazy. Which is too bad because the rest well, of it was I so much work. The laziest. Yeah. Oh my god, he must have had like a serial killer like mind map. Like I would have loved to see like his like outline for this novel because it would have looked right like that one me. Yeah. Like from It's Always Sunny. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Exactly. Like that is how he must have he thought has of this to have. novel. I can't it's, think of another way. Everything is so and it's so well executed to have because the timeline is so fucked because it's all the same day it's not like eight different days that he wakes up as he so it's the same fucking day so he has to like he's like putting like all of the shit where it was like oh like and then i kick in the door and i'm like oh shit that's why like three days ago days ago three um, perspectives ago the door was kicked in when i found it uh. as a different person i'm like that shit was so satisfying to like click into play and just like have that all figured out and i felt like he spent a lot of time doing that and not a lot of time thinking about how it would end and then oh, they're like, yeah. we need an ending. He was like, yeah, it's prison. <laughs> exactly. And it's like, no, King, it's purgatory. Have you read what you wrote? Like, it's purgatory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought the Daniel Twist was really sexy, and I would have liked to have kept that. Oh, that was so good. Oh, yeah, 100%. That was so fun. Because the way that he built us up to think that he was going to be the final host, and then he was mm-hmm. talking to himself. Whoa. Loved like, it. Especially because, like, you are a Sebastian Bell at the beginning. Like, you know nothing mm-hmm. going into this, and you just trust everyone. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, all these people are criminals. I can't trust anyone. And this is a prison system. Ew. Um, like. Yeah. And to have him totally crazy. turn. But, like, he turns. He turns and he kills somebody in front of Aiden. And Aiden's like, oh, damn. Uh-huh. I must be ruthless as hell. And then it's not even fucking him. That's hilarious, first of all. And then also just so well done. It was it was the best twist of the novel, in my personal opinion. I agree. Because it built it started so early, right? Mm-hmm. Like we were like, yes, we are going to be Daniel one day. Like so early. Mm-hmm. Maybe like chapter two. Wow, can't wait to grow up. Exactly. Yeah. And then when you're doing the math like no one thinks about the math and then oh there's only like a couple hosts left and i know i'm this guy i know i'm this guy i know i'm this guy the the math does not make sense that was the thing that was the fucking thing about it because everything else was exposition every other twist was like being told it Whereas this one, you really had to sort that into place. And then all of a sudden, it's like a tiny little like, oh, my God, there's only three hosts left. And I have all three. I know all three. And they're not Daniel. Whereas it's not like the plague doctor sat me down and told me this was prison. What a crazy time. Like, I didn't like it. But I love the Daniel twist. I also thought the Evelyn twist where she had like killed her brother at 10 years old and was like a complete psychopath was like, cool. But, like, let's age her up a little bit. So we're back uh, after a brief interruption. Woohoo! I literally went and got another drink. I love it. So. Um, same. Okay, so I think, I don't know where I cut out, but I was talking about how I think it's really weird that Evelyn was, like, 10 years old when she decided to be, like, a full psycho and, like, murder people. And I think that if he had, like, aged her up, it would have been a little bit less, like, she's in grade five for this. but i would love to hear your thoughts on it no it's definitely weird i don't like it she is very young to be a psycho but i also think he's trying to show how like privileged people can be disconnected from like the results of their actions or like the consequences of 
like or just like the real world in general right because like mm. she was like oh my god what if i just left him to die like she's just a child who doesn't really know how the real world real world works she lived in heathcliff or heart i don't know where it is called. black heath black heath black heath thank you um and it's spooky as fuck like that will give you a mental illness just living there because it's like <laughs> oh my god yeah it's spooky and so when she kills her first victim right that rando there's some classes in the minute right he's mm-hmm. a stable boy she's like the a future lady like aristocrat and she's like what if i just leave him for dead like i really think it's a just a reflection on like classism and like just okay. at one she's fucked but it's also like okay oh rich people just don't know the consequences of their actions and then poor people die but that's so fucked up to be like 10 years old and and also doesn't really make sense that like a 10 year old would be like yes i will have the foresight to bring a change of clothes i didn't have the foresight to bring a change of clothes to like sleepovers sometimes maybe i'm just stupid maybe no I'm i just, just don't think you can write women and i don't think you can write children mm, i think you're right i think you are correct and that's my problem with male authors is they seem to really struggle with perspectives other than their own which is fair everyone's going to but it was tough for me to see that happen and to read that. I didn't like it. Did you get to your reimagined ending? Bitch, what was the monologue if not that? Oh, you're not I just wrong, to actually. be pur- purgatory, yeah. Like, and then they're like, oh, you're going to heaven. Right? Because if they do win the game, they would have to go to heaven. So it'd be like, mm, yeah. Have fun. Tell St. Peter I say hello. Like something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I like that ending a lot. I think it is very heavily religious. Oh, yeah. But so is this book. So, so is this book. Hmm. Like, when you really dig into the undertones, like, it's like, God's here. But, yeah. Um, I think that was where a lot of, I had a lot of issues, actually, with the impotence of the Plague Doctor. Like, after building him up as this, and so that's why I had one of my things as the cane that he has. He is, like, this terrifying dude. The whole time Aiden thinks that he's, like, in charge of everything. He's the one keeping them there. He has all the information. He's got this, like, really sick fucking weapon. Uh, the fact that he was revealed to have essentially zero power over the situation. Lame. Absolutely So lame. lame. It's like the revelation that the butler was just a, a fucked up guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's the mm-hmm. same level. It's just, oh, you're just fucking normal and a bit weird. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot. There was a lot I really loved. Like, it was so well written. It was so interesting. The clues fit together so well. And at the end of it, I was like, ugh. And that, it's just, yeah. it's a great time. It's just the ending is the last thing you see, right? And it leaves yeah. a bitter aftertaste oh, of, very. like, a great book. This is one of those like, books that didn't need an ending. It didn't need one. Maybe you have the crazy twist. Evelyn isn't Evelyn, blah, 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 blah. Maybe you still have that. It didn't need to. It was, it was, it's one of the rare instances where a novel doesn't need to be totally tied up. Because I don't see how you <laughs> do that without ruining the mystique and the mystery that surrounded it, which is what happened. Exactly. When this one wrapped yeah. itself up. Like, it, it didn't need to tie up all those loose ends. I really liked some of the, like, several of the twists. Like, the Evelyn not being Evelyn. And the Daniel was, not being Daniel. Like, it was, that was good. Things that were, like, breadcrumbs, like, sprinkled along, mm-hmm. I liked. Also, what the fuck did Daniel do? There's been two people that have been sent to that prison on purpose and not gone willingly. One of them was Anna. The other one was the guy who was hosting Daniel. Or who was in Daniel as, whatever. You know what I mean? Daniel. What yeah. did Daniel do? What? Who was he? Because that doesn't get resolved. He was so unexplored. I know. He was crazy for real and still totally unrepentant and like very, you know, I want to know more about him. What's up with him? What's his deal? This is saying a lot about me. Uh, <laughs> I want to know what the really attractive <laughs> I don't know. dude. Katie's in love with the villain again. Yeah, it's fine. Anyway, yeah. uh, do you want to talk about essays or do you have more things essays. you want to discuss? No, I essays? would love to talk no. about essays. Yeah. I can go because this is going to be the quickest thing ever. Um, my essay title would be Death of an Ending, an Alternative to the Death of an Author. 
I love it. I love it. Queen Chet. I love the essay. I love the essay outline. I love the thesis. I love the conclusion statement. Everything. And I love you. Wonderful. Perfect. Oh, I love you too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, My essay title is not very original, but it's fun. Well, no, that's hyping it up too much. My essay title is not very original, but it exists. Seven deaths of Evelyn Hart. Seven and a half. Seven deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle. Whichever one. Whichever title you got. And the death of the feminine. <sighs> Katie, that's so good. Thank you. Uh, because like we talked about, he can't write women. No, and he doesn't. He just says, he just there will doesn't. simply be no female perspective. Thank you. Absolutely, 100%. Even Evelyn, as a villain. Uh, yeah. is very. She's very masculinized at the end. Millicent is a very cool character. She's not very feminine, though. Um, the coolest and then she characters dies. are not feminine. The yeah. coolest female dies. characters are not feminine. Which I think is a problem in this book. I really do. Anna, Evelyn, Millicent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be my essay title. I love it. And there's yeah. a lot of boys club vibes that you could bring up. Oh, to well, like I mean, for help. starters, the setting. It's like, what, 1900s? Early 1900s, think- late 1800s England yeah. vibes, right? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that boys club. Ooh. <laughs> Mm-hmm. 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 yeah no it's totally like it's there uh definitely there is there is no feminine energy in this book and when there is feminine energy it's killed off or regarded as like very weak so i agree can we see what one female who i actually love in this plot lucy and her connection to stanman yes yeah she's definitely actually... a plot point and she's not a well-rounded character but oh. I like, I like yeah. that. That was interesting. Mm-hmm. She was cool. She was a cool little, she, she, yeah, no, she was very much so a plot point rather than like a character, but she was cute. I liked her. Yeah. It is what it is. So, uh, parting thoughts. It's such a good read. It's just not a satisfying ending. I have great issue with the ending, but I definitely wouldn't say to not read it because of that. It's worth it. In every level, yeah. it's worth the it's worth the ending. It's like here's what it is. It's like you have a really good course with a really great professor, and then they absolutely fuck you over on the final exam. Mhm, mhm, mhm. I'll offer this alternative because I've had a lot to drink tonight. Uh, it's like a really really good book with a really shitty ending. Hey, <laughs> fucking men. <laughs> well, I'm on that one. Uh. This yeah. has been an episode of Getting Literate. Yes, follow us on our socials for content, drink links, and um, thank you for getting literate with us tonight. Thank you. Cheers, cool. babe. Cheers. This has been an episode of Getting Literate with Julia Honadel and Katie McCullough. Be sure to follow us on social media at Getting Literate on all platforms and follow the podcast from wherever you're listening for more opportunities to get lit and get literate. literate.